0: If you have your Bibles, I have five passages of Scripture, one verse each, so I'm not going to be lengthy, but I want to read these verses to you this morning and use them as a launching pad for our message today. Matthew will begin there in chapter 9. We'll begin in verse number 2. We'll read that verse and then skip down to verse 22 of the same chapter. And then we'll go to Matthew chapter 14, then John chapter 16, and Acts chapter 23. I don't want to belabor the point, but I want to get through to you what the Lord has laid upon my heart. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 2, it reads like this, And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, saith unto the sick of the palsy. Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Verse number 22. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Chapter 14 and verse 27. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And then going to the book of John, chapter 16, and verse number 33. Jesus, speaking to his disciples, said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Acts chapter 23 and verse number 11. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer. Amen. Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. I think you have already discovered the commonality of our text. And so I have no mystery to unveil to you. I just have a word for your season today. Turn to somebody and say, God, has a word for your season. Amen. God has a word for your season. Praise God. Clap your hands one more time and you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As you are well aware of, life is filled with many and varied issues. Every day that we live, we face things that can sweep us off of our feet or overwhelm us with fear. There are issues that baffle our mind and they trouble our hearts. They confuse our thoughts and many, many times they assault our faith. And certainly out of all of that, They weary our bodies. It could be sin or it could be a sickness or some other health issue or some unsolvable problem or some frustration or perhaps a fear or some pressure or some kind of opposition that is in your life. But every day each of us face issues that tend to want to overwhelm us. And so this morning, I do not come to you with a profound sermon, but I do come to you with a word from the Lord, and I come with a simple word. Sometimes when God is speaking, you don't need a whole paragraph to get you through. You just need a word. One word is enough and hopefully that word will strike a chord in your heart today. For those of you that are battling issues in your life or in your family or with your marriage that you would hear the word of God and you would be awakened. In our text we have five pictures, five stories that are diverse in their setting, and they are diverse in their circumstances. But they all have the same need. They all have the same need. The first is the story of a man sick of the palsy, and he is carried by his friends into the presence of the Lord, in which in that encounter, he receives his healing and is made whole. But what the point of the story is that the sin of this man, or maybe we could put it in another light, the failure of this man is what had produced his problem in his life. His sinful life or his life of failure had produced his present condition. And in the second story we have the woman with the issue of blood who is reaching out to him from a crowd and the movement of people and the rush and the throng of those that have gathered around the Lord as they make their way to Jairus' house. A woman who has been troubled for 12 years with a sickness and an issue in her body, something that doctors couldn't help her with and psychologists couldn't help her overcome and health nuts couldn't help her get over it. It, There was no answer, it seemed, to her dilemma. Years of pain and divorce and ostracism and excommunication because of her issue had pushed her outside the circle of the accepted But today this woman is pressing her way through a crowd simply trying to get close enough to touch his garment. Nobody told her that would work but somewhere in her mind she had already said if I can but touch him. And so it is that she reached out to him in that moment and touched him and virtue flowed from him. Then there is the third story of a company of his disciples that are in the midst of a great storm of difficulty and they find that storm in the path of duty. They are on their way to the other side, not by their own whims or by their own desire but by the command of their master who said, let's go over to the other side and so They are in the path of duty and yet they are confronted with a storm and a great wind and contrary winds begin to blow and they were boisterous and suddenly if that wasn't enough there appears on the horizon a phantom and they are now terrorized by this specter of the night not knowing what it was that was coming their way. And then the fourth story is that of these disciples again at a later time in an upper room. And the Lord is sharing with them the last few things before his crucifixion. And he is revealing things to them now that they are not prepared for. They they begin to realize he's about to leave us. He is going away. And how are we going to face Life with him not in our midst. It's one thing to live for him when you're walking with him on a daily physical basis. But when he's gone as he says he's going to be, how are we going to make it? And then there was a crowd outside. The world hated what they represented. And then there was their own human weaknesses and failure. And there were many, many questions in their mind at that time what was before them and what was going to come next in their life and what will they face tomorrow and how will they fare. And then our last picture is that of the servant of God, the Apostle Paul who is in prison. He is rescued from a mob yesterday. He is threatened by a new conspiracy tomorrow and today he is in bonds, troubled by forces of circumstance which have tried to stop him in his purpose. His goal was to reach Rome. His goal was to bring the gospel to every point of the world that was known. And yet he is troubled today by spirits that fight and oppose him and seek to frustrate his purpose. When you read those stories, if you're not careful, What jumps out of the pages at you are these men and this woman's problem. But that's not what I want you to see this morning. I don't want to focus your attention on these people's problem. What I want to focus your attention on is what Jesus had to say about their problem. I want you to understand that God has a word for you in whatever season of life you may be in, or whatever issue of life you may be facing, God has a word specifically for you at that time and to help you get through those times. You see, it was the same message that came to all of them. He said to the sick man, Be of good cheer. He said to the woman broken, "...and bruised and weary and emaciated and forlorn, be of good comfort, or the Word would be of good cheer." He said to the disciples in the midst of a troubled sea, terrified by the approaching phantom, be of good cheer. He said to these same disciples, locked away in an upper room, uncertain about the future and the unknown of tomorrow, be of good cheer." And he said to the Apostle Paul who sat back in the prison cell wondering if he was ever going to see his goals accomplished in his life. And God had a word for Paul and that word was Paul, be of good cheer. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You see these verses are the only occasion... In which these particular words were used by anybody in the New Testament. Five times the Lord himself and the Lord alone. Used these unique words to speak to men. And to address men in their situation. No one else had used this terminology before. No one else had addressed men's problems in such vernacular. The word is particular to him. It was his unique word to them in their season. It was his specific word to them in their particular issue. Can I stop just a moment and tell some of you good people here this morning... That God doesn't have just a general word to share with you. God knows exactly where you are this morning. He knows exactly what you're going through today. He knows what you're going to face tomorrow. And God has a word just for you in this moment, at this hour, at this time in your life. He's not lost to where you are. He knows exactly where you are today. Hallelujah. Now when you first hear those words, it almost seemed like a mockery. Be of good cheer. Sounds like sarcasm to me. But he commanded them to do that. And it was not a command to cheerfulness as we know it. It was more than him commanding them to smile amid their sorrows. It was more than him telling them to smile in the midst of their agony. It was more than him saying, grit your teeth and bear it. The word that he used in our terminology is more understood when we use the word courage. Courage. Be of good courage. That was the word that he spoke to those trembling disciples and to that man who was wearied with his own failure and a woman who was frustrated with 12 years of misery in her life. It is a call to an attitude adjustment in your life. It is a call to an attitude of the soul. An attitude that will make a smile come when you have it. An attitude that will bring cheer into your life when you're in the midst of turmoil. It is an attitude of courage. Of When facing sin... You need courage. When facing personal failure, you need courage. When you're dealing with depressing circumstances, you need courage. When you're dealing with long standing problems, you need courage. When you are fearful, you need courage. When you don't know what's coming at you, you need courage. When you don't know what tomorrow holds, you need courage. When you don't know if your plans are going to work out or not, you need courage. Hallelujah. 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 You need a boldness to adventure on in the midst of your trouble. You see, Jesus never said to these souls, forget your trouble. He never said to these men, It's not as bad as you think. He never said to this woman, You're overreacting. He never said to Paul that you're mistaken about things. He simply stepped into their midst and came into their presence and said, Be of good courage. Hallelujah. He said what you need to face such times in your life And the challenges that are before you is courage. You see, courage is the strength of heart that comes from two things. His Word and His presence. And when you have those two things active in your life, you can face anything. You can deal with any problem. You can overcome any adversity. You can rise above whatever's depressing you. You can throw off whatever has bound you. You can get away from whatever failure there has been in your life if you will have those two things in your life the courage that comes from Him and His Word, the strength of heart that is an inspiration to your actions and it causes you to rise in a hopefulness. It calls you to a freedom from fear. You see in these passages that I read to you this morning, his words challenged fear. His words arrested self-pity and they challenged confusion. And they addressed shortcomings and they spoke to the fears that grip our heart. He spoke to the issues that many of us are wrestling with this very morning. Personal failure, sickness and health issues in our life, an unknown future and we don't know what it, we know something's coming at us, but we don't know what it is. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel and we're not sure if it's daylight or another train coming. And we're like the Apostle Paul. Sometimes we're trapped in situations and we wonder if our dreams will ever come true. And we wonder if what God put in our heart will ever come to pass. I've come to tell you this morning that by the authority of the Word of God He has a Word for you in your season and that Word is stand up and lift your hands and be of good courage because I am with you and I will not leave you and my Word will be with you as well. Hallelujah. 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 You see, we need to fasten our attention this morning upon the challenge that he placed before them because it's the answer that many of us need today. It's the answer to the man troubled by failure. It's the answer to the woman trembling with long-standing issues. It's the answer to the men who wrestle with issues in their life when your intelligence is assaulted by the mysteries of life and you can't tell what it is you know you're smart enough you ought to know but you can't make out what it is that's coming your way you are baffled Not by the storm. They were not baffled by the wind. They were not baffled by the waves. They were not baffled by what they were having to do to overcome. They were baffled by what they saw coming to them on the water. They were baffled by the unknown that was coming in. Oh, God, help me this morning to talk to somebody that's rowing with all of your might this morning. And you're doing everything you can to keep your boat headed in the right direction. But coming on the horizon is something you don't know what it is. You're afraid of it. I'm here to tell you today that keep your faith up. It's not a fearful thing. It's your Savior. It's your friend. It's your helper. And he's coming to help get you through what you're going through this morning. Hallelujah. 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 It's the answer to the men who are full of spiritual aspirations but threatened by opposition. How many of us today have great desires, but our desires have been frustrated by Elements that are out of our control. People that oppose us. People that don't like us. You know, if you're not careful, you can waste a lot of living worrying about people that don't like you. You know what probably makes some people mad about me? Is that I have learned to not let your problem become my problem. And by that I mean I'm not going to take on your offense Because I can't handle your offense God won't give me grace for your offense That's why anybody that meddles in somebody else's business Always winds up mad and frustrated And sometimes they even leave the church because they're fighting unnecessary battles. God didn't give you the strength to fight somebody else's battle. He wants them to fight their own battles with his help. But what God did give me was grace to get through what I'm going through. He gave me the strength and the courage to stand up and say, You know what? I may not like what's happening in my life right now. I may not be comfortable where I am. But you know what? God's with me and that's all that matters. And His Word is directing me and that's all that matters. And with His Word and with His presence, I can get through anything. I can overcome anything. I can get above whatever it is that's trying to me. Drag me down. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a word for your season. Wherever you are this morning, there's a word. When you sit locked away in some prison and you wonder, will you ever see it come to pass? God said, be of good courage. For such times, that's all we need is courage. More than a smile on your face, you need an attitude in your heart. That said, if God be for me. Uh, come on. If God be for me. Somebody help me finish that. If God be for me. Who can be against me? A thousand may rise on my right. And ten thousand on my left. But the Lord is my light. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm going to walk to some places in this life. I may not want. But I'm going to walk through them with him. Hallelujah. You see, it takes a lot of courage to get through this life. Folks, this life isn't for sissies. I get so sick of hearing all these whiny babies. I've got a name for them, but I can't use it from the pulpit. But It's not a curse word, but it is what they are. I get so tired of hearing, oh, it's just so unfair. It's not right. We got all of our demands on what our rights are. We don't ever talk about our responsibilities. Oh, my Lord, that would be, that'd cause a revolution. Yeah, we want our rights. I get so tired of people whining about stuff like that. Like they're the only one that's ever stubbed their toe or they're the only one that ever didn't sleep all night because they're just at a place in their life where they just can't sleep. You know what I'm talking about? Are yeah. you going through something in your family, and you just can't you can't find a place of rest? You want to, but it doesn't matter what you do. You can go on a vacation. You come home, and it's still there. The pressures are there. You know what you need? You don't need a new revelation. You need courage. You need an attitude of heart that says, you know what? God's with me and I've got his word and those two things are all I need to get through what I'm going through. I can overcome this. I can rise above this. I can get back on my feet. I can overcome this. You know what you need when you're facing health issues that you wrestle with? You need courage. You need courage to rise up and say, you know what? I don't like it. But it is what it is. And so I'm going to do my best to get through whatever it is that I'm going through. Some of us have lived a blessed life. We had not had very many aches and pains. And now all of a sudden we're starting to get them. And man, if you listen to me sometime, you'd think the world's coming to an end. Brother Steve, I have a new appreciation for you today. I told you that yesterday. I've never had to worry about all the eating. I just eat whatever I wanted to eat. Always stayed pretty slim. I was proud of that. I laughed at people that couldn't eat what I ate. Now I'm having to eat my words and eat my laughter. Get up every morning and test your blood. I've never had to do that before. I don't like that. But you know what? I'm not going to crawl over in a corner and pull sand over my head and say, you know what? It's the end. The sky's falling. Chicken little, i got a word for you. God has something to say to you in your situation. And that word will deliver you. It will free you from your fears. It will put you on your feet. It will get you back to doing what God called you to do. Hallelujah. You know what, folks? You're not going to die till God says you're going to die. So quit worrying about it. Hallelujah. 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 God has a word for your season. He's got a word for whatever it is that you're going through right now. You know what it takes a lot of courage to do? To get back on your feet when you've made a mistake and you've fallen down. It takes a lot of courage to get back up and say, you know what, I'm going to beat this. I'm better than this. It takes a lot of courage to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, you're a better person than what your actions are saying. It takes a lot of courage for a man or a woman who has been knocked down or has fallen down by their own personal failures. To get back up. No matter how many times you get knocked down, it takes courage to get back up. Hallelujah. Do you know God gave me that word for somebody here this morning? That no matter how many times you fall, it takes courage to get back up. Amen. And God has a word for you. Be of good cheer. No matter how many times you've been knocked down, get up. Because you're better than that. You're better than that. I said you're better than that. Hallelujah. You know what I've discovered in the hour in which we live? It takes courage just to keep the faith sometimes. It takes courage just to keep on believing when everything around you saying it's not going to happen. When everything around you said God's not answering your prayer. Anybody ever feel like that? God's not listening to you. And the more you pray and the more you try and the longer you work, the farther behind you get. I have a word for you. Be of good courage. Hallelujah. God is with you and his word is for you. Do you hear me? His word is for you. It's not against you. That word is going to help you get out of that dilemma. Hallelujah. 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 Clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise right now. I've told you the story before, but it moves me so deeply at times that I have to share it with you again this morning. But a young soldier came in to see his grandfather who was hospitalized with some terrible things. He was on his way to deployment. He came by to visit with him one more time before he was shipped out. As the conversation went through all of the normal things that they would say to one another, it finally got down to what he really needed to say. And he choked up as he said, Granddad, I need you to pray for me. He said, I'm being deployed tomorrow, and I'm going into one of the worst areas of the world. Very likely that I may not come home alive. I want you to pray for me that I will have the courage to die. That I won't be afraid when that time comes. And that old man laying on his bed reached a feeble hand out and grabbed that grandson. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. I'll pray that you have the courage to to, to die if you'll pray that I'll have the courage to live. You see, sometimes when you make enough mistakes in life, it's a lot easier just to pull the dirt in and say, you know what, I can't do this. It's a whole lot easier just to hide away in your little corner of the world and pretend it doesn't matter. But you know it does matter. And I'm talking to somebody here this morning that has fallen down and fallen down and fallen down. And you're so embarrassed of your falls that you don't even want to think about it. But I've come with a word for you today. You need to get up. Amen. You need to get up. And you need to get on your feet. And you need to get headed back to where you belong. And that's in his presence. Moved by his power and influenced by His Word. That's God's answer to you. The courage to live. You know, when you've made some mistakes, and sometimes the church is the worst place to make a mistake. God forbid. I don't know why, but we don't ever let people's mistakes be covered. I hate to say this, but sometimes the church is the last place or, let me rephrase that. People that are in the church are the last to forgive you when they should be the first. And it's hard when you've made a public failure. And everybody knows. And today, everybody knows everything on Facebook. I mean, there's no Victoria doesn't have any either. And it's hard when you have made those blunders to get back up and come back to an altar and say, God, I know you didn't build me for this. You didn't make me for this. You didn't call me for this. It takes a lot of courage to get back on your feet and say, you know what, I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to put this behind me. It takes courage to lift your hands and say, God, I need you today. I've never needed you like I need you right now. It takes courage to do that. It takes courage to step out and step up and say, God made me for better things than this. Let's stand together. We need courage for troubled days. We need courage for lonely days. We need courage for weary hours. We need courage for sick days. If you will allow him, he will come between you and your foe. If you will allow him, he will come between you and your foe. If you will allow him every force that challenges your soul, he will oppose himself. If you will allow Him, He will place Himself between the assaulting of your soul and that one that assaults you. Amen. Be of good cheer because there is a Redeemer that still has forgiveness. Amen. Be of good courage because there is one who waits with open arms and not only waits, He runs. With open arms to greet that prodigal or that one coming home. Be of good cheer because all your weaknesses and all your limitations are lost in His virtue. They're lost in His power. They're lost in His ability. When your soul is assaulted by mystery and you don't know what tomorrow holds, be assured that He will rise out of that mystery to walk with you through it all. Amen. And when the forces of the world that you live in are against you, remember, he said, I have overcome the world. Ah, yes, I have overcome the world. And when you are baffled and beaten And prevented and hindered, remember that all hell cannot prevent God's purpose in your life. Hallelujah. There's no jail that can hold you. There's no emperor that can place an edict over your life. Listen to me. There is no person that can curse your life that God can't liberate you from that curse. Hallelujah. 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 Can I pause just a moment? Do you know that there are people who are literally bound this morning by what somebody else has said about them? They are bound. They can't worship. They can't pray. They can't live for God. Because somewhere somebody said something about them and that's stuck in their crawl. You know what? I have a word for you. It doesn't matter what people say about you, all that matters is what he says about you. And what he said about you. Be a good courage. Uh, yeah, You ought to step out of your pew right now And begin walking to this altar Saying God that's what I need today I don't need another word I don't need a new revelation I don't need somebody to lay hands on me I just need to embrace your presence That's been in my life That is in my life And understand that God is for me And if God is for me Who can be against me Come on, lift your hands to him right now and praise him. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. Yes, God. Oh honey. courage, courage to live, courage to walk, courage to pray, courage to overcome,
1: courage to face the issues that you're
0: fighting.